God, <clears throat> we just thank you this morning, Father God, as we assemble, Father God, in your name, Father God, to give you praise, worship, and glory, Father God. And Father God, you know the issues of your people. <clears throat> you know the issues that people have on this line. You know the issues about this COVID, Father God. We know, Father God, that you know the issues of your people, Father God. We know, Father God, that you are a healing God. You are a helping God, Father God. And sometimes, Father God, we just need to pray, Father God. So we just thank you this morning as we go forth in our service. We pray that no one leaves here the same as they came, Father God. We give you praise. We give you all the honor and we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone say amen. Amen.
speak to me and said, write these words as encouragement to the saints around the world. Wow. 
for us. And it says in First Peter that Jesus, God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So I'm not preaching this morning, but I needed to leave that with you. Because all that day and since then, I have been saying, Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I recommend that that become a part of your day, that somewhere in your day, you just remind yourself that Jesus came, and he came and he suffered and died for us to have life and have it more. Amen, amen, amen. So uh, I was listening to all those songs. I, I really hate that my um, podcast only gives me a, a, a certain amount of time to record everything because I would like for everybody to hear the uh, songs we are listening to, but I can't do it, you know, and uh, I really love, uh, I love them all. I love them all, but that, that Paul Morton, that Paul Morton, be blessed, my brothers. Be blessed, my sisters. Be blessed, whatever. I mean, I, it, the song is just giving us so many different messages. But the most important message is I like that he says, You can depend on me to pray for you. You can depend on me to pray for you, but you need to depend on God to see it through. We need to let God see it through. See, a lot of us, we pray and then we take it back. Once we pray, we need to leave it to God. We need to leave it in his hands because there's nothing else we can do. This pandemic is nothing we can do. We can't do anything. So what do we do? Absolutely nothing. No, we pray. We put it in God's hand. You know, that song uh, uh, says life and death is in the power of your tongue. Life and death. So you need to speak life. Everything wants to interrupt me today. Uh, I'm playing it in the background because it just it just does something to my spirit when I hear that. And we not only pray for us. See, after we pray for our situations and our problems, we need to pray for the church. We need to pray for our church members. We need to pray for other people as well. You know, you pray for me, and I'm going to pray for you. And then we need to sit back and watch God change things. See, the enemy don't want us to pray. The enemy want to take, you know, I, I didn't record a, 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 a lot of things. I only started recording when the pastor's talking or I'm talking. Don't worry, when you're talking, I don't record. But I do want you to know that when you can't pray, when you can't do certain things, that's just the enemy. That's the enemy. Let me turn this off in my background here. That's the enemy trying to, to stop you from praying because the enemy knows itself that there is power in prayer. The enemy himself knows that there is power in the name of Jesus. He knows that there is much power in prayer and the enemy don't want you praying. The enemy tries to block me from praying so much. You know, I pray in my car on the way to work. I pray when I get to work. I definitely say another prayer before I walk in that door at work. Definitely. 
because the enemy is always trying to kill, steal, destroy, and, and attack us. You know, at all we do, every time we try to give more and more of our life over to God, the enemy steps in more and more and more. And he doesn't want us to do that. But we got to, you know, if we walk to the enemy and say, Psst, move, the enemy has to move. The enemy has to move. It ain't like uh, he might move or whatever. And I believe that when I say, uh, uh, get behind me, Satan, because I see you today. You're interfering with my mind, my body, and my soul. You're interfering with me, Satan. I see you. Get thee behind me. And guess what? He has to get behind me. He has to. I believe that because I believe the enemy has no stronghold over me. God has defeated the devil long before any of us was born. The devil has been defeated. Only way he can enter if we allow him to enter. We have to allow him to enter. You know, they used to, these old stupid vampire movies, you know, they kind of crazy. But the vampire couldn't enter your house unless you invited him in. The devil can't enter your house unless you invite him in. Let's not let him get in. Let's let him know that we see you. Let him know that Satan, we're going to tear your kingdom down. That's why I love the gospel. And I, and that other song, uh, 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 Holy Water, is not on my list, my playlist in the morning. I got to put that song. That song is so touching. Holy Water. I got to put that on my song list, y'all. If y'all got a, a song list for praise, put that on there. It, it, the words, the words, the words and the songs that we listen to. More and more people need to come on our, our Zoom so they can hear what we're listening to. Yes, y'all can see me on YouTube and, and you can hear me on the podcast, but it, it, the presence is better. See, another thing, too, I pray and I pray and I pray. But sometimes I need help with prayer. Sometimes I need to go to the elder of the church. I need to go to the elder of the church and, and say, hey, I need some help with this prayer. Or, hey, I don't know why I'm praying this prayer. Help me figure it out. So you need to go sometime to the elders. It's okay. No matter what the situation is, there is no problems that I have talked to pastor about women. I have talked to pastor about all types of things that I made that others may not feel like they can. But if I don't talk to her and God's not answering me at that particular time, I need a little more information. This is not my sermon, but, you know, this is what I, I feel like talking about because there's so much going on in the world right now that we can absolutely do nothing about. And we may need some help with our prayers. Yes, some of us pray about it, but sometimes we need a little bit of help. But my, my sermon is about, about prayer this morning because we can never talk too much about prayer. And my sermon is going to start this morning. I'm going to get into it because I can continue uh, 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 with what I'm talking about. But God tells me to get into this. And so we're going to start today at Matthews 21, 22. What the Bible says in Matthews 21, 22 and all things whatsoever ye ask in prayer. Believe and you shall receive what all that you ask in God for in prayer is just not that, hey, you're going to pray it and all the time is going to happen. Now, I've seen that happen in my prayer life. 
that I prayed for something and God said, okay, bam, and I got it right away. But it always don't happen as we used to say in a microwave minute. It always don't happen like that. You have to believe in your prayer. I want to uh, uh, tell you to write this down. I always say get a pencil, but I keep forgetting people use pens these days. So get a pen because we're going to go now to Mark 11 and 24. What the Bible says is, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that and ye shall have them. It kind of says the same thing, but see, uh, 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 the word of God, when you hear it over and over and over, it, it kind of helps a little bit. So that may sound almost the same, but it's different. It's different. Once again, it says, and he said unto them, this kind comes from, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, y'all. So what I asked first was Mark 9 and 29, and that actually says, and he said unto them, this kind came forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. So I went a little ahead of myself there because, you know, the enemy's working on me too. But Prayer and fasting. We had a big thing about fasting at Bread of Life. Every uh, Monday, we used to fast to a certain time. We're, uh, I'm quite sure the pastor wants to get back to that. Fasting, it, it, it helps quite a bit. You wouldn't believe in fasting. Now, I take medication in the morning before I go to work. So I only, try, I only fast at 12 noon. I only fast at 12 noon, and even though I'm at work, I say some prayers in between time. I say them before I go in the building like I already explained. Fasting is important because your soul has none of that stuff in there, those carbohydrates and that food and, and all of that stuff is not in your soul. It's a good time to pray and let God know what, you're, what, you're, what, you, what you want from him, what you want from God. It's a good time when you're fasting, Fasting and praying. I'm going to leave it like that. If you can fast longer than 12 noon, that's okay. Make sure you throw some prayers in there. But fasting and praying kind of comes together. The old people, Peter, Paul, Simon, all of them did it. All of them did it. And so that's how you feel that I have felt uh, 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 more more contact with God when I didn't have no cheeseburgers and fries in my system, bacon and eggs in my system. That's the way I'm going to put it so you can understand it. When I didn't have no pancakes in my system, I could I, I felt a little more contact with God because my system and my soul was empty. And what I released from it was uh, is pure just what I needed to release from it. I can't explain it much. I'm going to uh, uh, ask Pastor to, to, to preach on that. Pastor preaches on uh, 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 things like that Holy Spirit and, and, and stuff that other people don't preach about. So I'm going to ask her to preach about fasting because we need to know more about it. So let me get back. I get lost every time I go off the subject. So when Mark 9 and 29 said once again, and he said unto them, this kind comes forth by nothing but praying and fasting. Now, uh, I uh, read Mark eleven twenty four. I also want to go back to that. Mark eleven twenty four says, therefore I say unto you, when things soever you desire, when we pray, believe that ye receive them and you shall receive them. You got to believe in it. You got to give it to God and you got to leave it there and believe what you asked him for. No matter what it is, 
big or small. God does small miracles. God does big miracles. God is a God of miracles. So whatever you pray for, believe it. Also, uh, today, I want to go into, before I go into this, I, you know, I was talking to somebody, you know, and uh, they they kind of gave me an excuse, you know, oh, you know, I'm a big football fan. And I wanted to say, you don't join us anyway, so why would you even give me that excuse? Why would you give me that? Because you don't join us anyway. I'm a big football fan. A lot of people right now is getting ready, preparing. They're getting their chicken wings and all of that. They're getting ready for the Super Bowl today, y'all. Now, if the 49ers or the Chicago Bears was playing, I may want to get into it too. But I'm still going to go to church first. But, you know, I heard this story. You know, it was a quarterback. His name is Tim Tebow. Now, he's with the Denver Broncos, great quarterback. Now, y'all may not know him, but everybody heard of Tom Brady. You don't have to be a big football fan to even know who Tom Brady is. He won most Super Bowls than anybody. Now, Tim Tebow was the quarterback that always prayed. He prayed before the game. He prayed after the game. He prayed when he was getting a snap on the football field. They didn't win as much as Tom Brady. But I heard this story years past that that uh, Tom Brady passed on, went to heaven, and God was showing them the houses and everything. And God said, Tom, this is your house right here. And as they walked farther, they seen this big, beautiful, golden house. It had the Denver Broncos on it, and it had this giant swimming pool in it and, and everything. And, and Tom Brady looked at God and said, hey, I won all these Super Bowls. I, I was great. Why does Tim Tebow, why does Tim Tebow get this big giant house? And God looked at him and said, that's not Tim Tebow's house. That's my house. The reason why I tell that story on the Super Bowl day, God don't care about no Super Bowl. God don't care how many rings that Tom Brady got and how many games that Tom Brady has. Tim Tebow house is bigger in heaven because Tim Tebow was a praying quarterback. He believed in power. He believed the power of prayer. So Tim Tebow got the big house while Tom Brady got the nice house. Because I'm quite sure all the nice, all the houses in, in heaven is nice. I, I, I guarantee when you move there, if James Brown and Michael Jackson be there, we'll live right next door to them. It won't be no big difference. Amen? Amen. I done went off the record again. I want to go to the Psalms, y'all. I want to go to the Psalms. I want to start at uh, 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 Psalms uh, 107. We're going to start... Uh, uh, 107, we're going to start verse 29. Because, see, we serve an awesome and we serve a mighty God. And when we talk to him, he does talk back. All we have to do is listen. God does mighty things for us, even though we're in a pandemic, even though finances is not great. I just got an ambulance bill for, they charge $4,000 to take me to El Camino, and I walked from there on the way back. Charged me four grand, but I'm not worried about it. I ain't got no four grand, but I'm not worried about it. You know, I'm going to pray about that bill. I mean, you got to be kidding. Charging poor folks $4,000 to take them to the hospital when I was too sick to drive. But anyway, that's not my story, but I know God's going to work that out too because he works out every little thing. So let me get to my uh, sermon here. Uh, the Psalm is 107. We're going to start at 29. It says he's making the storm calm so that the waves therefore are still. 
He will make your storm calm, Sabrina G. He will make your storm just cease. He will make it be still. And the psalmist always says, uh, also says, excuse me, I want to read that again. He makes it the storm a calm so that the waves therefore are still. He goes on to say, then are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them into their desired heaven. All that man would praise the Lord of his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him into also in the to the congregation of the people and praise him assembly of the elders praise him in the assembly of the elders elders of the church are very important y'all and i ain't talking about those gossip church you know where the women with big white hats you know don't get me wrong i ain't saying nothing bad i ain't talking about them gossip church because some of the churches when you talk to the elders you got you do have to be careful that what you're saying is not going to be to the gossip elder there they exist they exist there's some elders that gossip and so you got to be careful on who you talk to. Choose your elders wisely, but choose them. Choose them. Talk to them and, and, and because they are very important. I'm going to continue. The uh, Psalms 107.33 says, He turneth rivers into a wilderness and water springs into dry grounds. A fruitful land into barrenness for the wicked of them that drilled therein. He would turn a land that he would turn a land bare for the wickedness to drill. Even the rich to drill. But not for us, y'all. Not for us saints. If we keep on praying and praising him. Uh, uh you need to read this on your own because it has so much, it has so much meaning to it. Uh 107.34 says, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wicked of them to drill. Goes on to say, he turned the wilderness into standing water on dry ground into a water spring. Dry ground to a water spring. These are the things that God can do, y'all. If he can do these big things, imagine the little things that we're asking him for. 107 and 36 says, and there he maketh the hungry to dwell that they may prepare a city for inhabitation. And sow the fields and plants and vineyards, which yield fruit of increase. He blessed them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffer not their cattle disease. So these, the reason why I want to read all of that, I want to read all of that is because, you know, these are just some things, little things that God can do, y'all. Imagine, I mean, big things that he can do, like raise Lazarus from the dead and, 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 and take people who've been lame for 30 years, who's been trying to get into the, the pool of Bethesda, whatever the name of that pool is. I can't just been lame for 30 years and make them walk again. The problems we have, y'all, the problems we have is nothing to God. Is nothing to God. He can fix any problem that we have. Any situation that's going on in our life, God can fix it. Look at the Bible and see the things that God has done. He has done so many wonderful things. Imagine what he can do for us. Imagine. 
But you got to believe it, though. You got to believe that God can do these things for us. You just can't say it out your mouth and then leave it like Pastor said earlier. You can't just say it and, and, and poof. God is not a magician. God is not a tarot. God is God. God can do what any magician can do plus more. But you know what? That is not what he's there for us for. He's not there to turn our desires into poof. There it is. God is here for us to worship, serve and pray. And when we worship and we serve him and pray to him, he hears our prayers and he really answers our prayers. And I can go on and on and on and on and on about that. Let's go to uh, 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 the Psalms 107 and 38 again because I said a word wrong and I want to get it right. He blessed them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffer not the cattle to decease. I said disease, but what this Bible says is decease, and I want to get it correct. Uh, 107.39 said again, they are minced and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. It says he pours contempt into princes and causes and causes them to wander in wilderness where there is no way. 41 said, yet he the poor on high from yet he yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction and maketh him family like a flock. It says also the righteous shall see it and rejoice and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. 43 says whoso is wise and will observe these things, even though they shall understand the loving kindness of of the Lord. So I want you guys to read that on your own. And uh, what it's actually just saying there is just a few things that God can do and God have done. And so the reason why I read all of that and the reason why this sermon, it, it, it came to me because I want us to believe that whatever we ask for in prayer, we receive it. We receive it if we actually believe in God's word. And I always say you, we need to be plugged into God. I always tell y'all about if you turn on your light and, and it ain't plugged in, you ain't getting no light. We always need to be plugged into God. I always tell you that you got that extra charger in your car in case your phone battery run dead. We need that extra charger to charge us to God. We need that extra power to be plugged in and to be connected with God. I'm not going to keep y'all long. I uh, uh, do have more. Matthew 7 and 7, uh, uh, Matthew 7 and 7 says, Ask and it shall be given to you. And ye shall find, knock, and it shall be open unto you. We need to seek God. We need to find him. We don't need to look for God. We need to seek him. You know how when you got those earrings and you can only find one and you seek, you don't only look, you seek for that earring. You look everywhere for that earring. You got them shoes that you need to wear. You know, you only find one of them shoes, you tear that closet up to find that other shoe. That's how we need to seek God. That's how we need to seek God. Like we looking for those car keys when we know we got to go somewhere. We don't just look for them when we can't find them. We get to seeking. We get to looking under the couch and, and, and under the bed and in the dressers. That's how we need to seek God. Don't just look for him. Seek him. Seek him and you will find him. Knock and he will answer, y'all. 
Let's go to Matthews uh, uh, 7 and 8. For everyone that asked this, receive it. And he that seeketh, find it to him that knock it, it shall be open. 9 says, or what? It's, you know what? The enemy is really messing with me today. He don't want me to read. I'm about to ask one of y'all to read, but let me, let me see if I can go ahead with this. Take a deep breath and do what the Lord has sent me here to do today. Matthew 7, 9 says, or what, or what man is there of you whom if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? It also says if he asks for a fish, and he will give him a serpent. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that asked him? That asked him. I don't know an evil, I know plenty evil people, but I don't know somebody that evil that they son or daughter want a piece of bread and they're going to give them a stone. Or they want some fish and they're going to feed them a snake. So if we're not that evil and we give decent gifts and good gifts, I mean, on Christmas, if I got some money, I'm going to give you a good gift. It ain't going to be the type of gift God can give you. So if we can give good gifts or an evil person could give good gifts, imagine the good gift God can give. That's my point with that. Imagine the good gifts God would give. So I'm not going to uh, uh, let the enemy disturb me anymore. I want to go to John. Uh, uh, before I, uh, I leave today, I want to go to John's 14, 13 and 14, 14. Because what it says, what the word says, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, in Jesus name, in God's name, whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. 14 said, if you shall ask things in my name, I will do it. 14 simply says, plain and simple. It ain't no big old verse, but it means a big old thing. If ye shall ask things in my name, I will do. That's the end of my sermon. And I got to tell y'all something. The enemy did not want me to read this. I have been reading this all week, but the enemy is a lie. The enemy can't stop what God wants to go forth. The enemy cannot stop it, y'all. If you tell the enemy, get thee behind me, you got to tell him that several times. Uh, I tell him that all the time, especially at work. If you tell the enemy to get thee behind me, they have to go. Because if you don't, they will hold up in your face, get all up in your ear, get all up in here. You know, the enemy gets up in here all the time. All the time, he wants to hang out in my head. And I'll be like, be gone, brother, because I know you're there. I know you trying to interfere what the Lord has told me to do, what the Lord has told me to say. I'm a little disappointed in myself because I have read this over. I took my tablet to work to read these verses and then they don't come out. Ain't nothing but the enemy. Ain't nothing but the enemy. So what I tell the enemy, I don't only tell him to, to bag up off me. I tell the enemy, stand on my left side because you know you ain't right. I tell the enemy, stand on my left because I know you ain't right. And I'm not going to allow you to do this. 
please believe, folks, and I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor, but I, I, I want you to truly believe this. The enemy can't do nothing that you don't let him do. Can I hear an amen out there? I want you to unmute and give me an amen. Amen. The enemy can't do it unless amen. we let him. Be please believe. Amen. 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 Please believe. We can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthened us and the enemy can't do nothing to us unless we let him and I ain't gonna let him. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. And I ain't gonna let him either. Amen. Well, you know, my word to Satan is I bind you. Mm -hmm. Meaning I'm not gonna let you just continue to think you're gonna show your ugly face. I bind you up in Jesus. And, you know, you may have to do it a few times, but finally he'll leave for a season. That's what the scripture says in uh John 17, where Jesus is praying, and it said, uh, I John 17, where it says that Satan left him for a season. No, it's uh, in that chapter where Jesus is up on, uh, uh, he's up on a cliff, and he's looking down on the city, and Satan's telling him that he should jump. Mm -hmm. Satan's trying to get him to commit suicide, and Jesus put him in his He's told him where he needed to go, and the scripture says that Satan left him for a season. So when we tell him that we fed up with his mess and we take authority over him, I bind you in Jesus' name. He may try for a couple of more times, but then he'll leave you for a season. But uh, Dr. Kenneth Hagan Sr. said something once in, my, in one of his classes. He said, we always tell him, Satan, that we want him to leave and we want him uh, to go away forever. He said, if he, goes, if he goes away forever, then you did. <laughs> because that's the only way he's going to go away forever. But you can't get him to leave you for a season by telling him, you're done. I don't want to hear anything else you have to say. So leave in Jesus' name. You know, we have to tell some some folks, you know, plainly what we want them to do. And he, you need to tell him real plainly what he needs to do and be assertive. And we thank God for the message from the book of Psalms and all of the scriptures that you have given us today uh, are very helpful. And let me just say this. When you read these scriptures that he's given you, read them out loud. Let yeah. your ears hear what you're saying. The scripture says, faith comes by hearing, and hear God according to God. And of course, that scripture says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, and it means that you hear it over and over again. As you hear the word, it gets inside your spirit. You not only want it in your head, you want it in that your spirit. Mm -hmm. So when you need the Holy Spirit to bring to your remembrance what the word says, you got it inside of you. Like I said, I've been hearing that word. Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. 
over and over again, I began to speak that word out because there's a message there. I'm still waiting on the interpretation, but there's a message there. And when we start speaking that word out, we hear what God is saying. And uh, it helps us because the enemy likes to play in your head. That's where he's doing his dirt in your head. He loves to get in your head. And you have to put him out. Mm-hmm. Evict him from your thoughts. Evict him from your mind. And certainly evict him from your presence. Because you don't need him meddling in your business. So I thank God for the reverence message this morning. And uh, we just want to uh, continue to allow the word of God to speak to us. And that scripture that says, Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord where he may be found. Seek him. God, where are you? I need you and I need you now. That's why I like that holy water song. He says, I need you. Lord, I need you. And I say that so much, y'all. I know, you know, those of us that have our mothers, you know, sometimes those children call your name so much, you say, oh, Lord, I wish they leave me out. Mama this, mama that. Mama. Don't you hear me, mama? But you know, that's what I do with God. God, do you hear me? Don't you see what's going on? I need you to help me with this. I need you to help me find this. I was trying to find something the other day. What I was trying to find, I'll tell y'all, when I was in Washington, D.C., I think I said to some of you, I went we went to the Smithsonian Institute. We went to the part where they have the African American uh, Museum. And it's a beautiful thing to see. People of all ethnic groups were in that museum looking at uh, the different uh, information that was in there. It's done very well. So that's where I chose to buy some souvenirs. I bought some keychains. And it says, you know, the African American Museum uh, and Smithsonian Institute. And it's just a little keychain. Well, I had them in a bag. I didn't trust putting them in my luggage, so I put them in my purse when I got home. I put the bag I bought, kept it in my purse. But evidently, sometime I took it out and set it uh, under the drawer here in my desk. And there's a lot of stuff there. I'll leave it like that. So anyway, I was going to my prayer partner's house for lunch the other day. She had asked me to come to lunch. And I realized I was still carrying around her gift for Christmas, which was a gift card. And then I wanted to give her this keychain. And so I'm trying to find the bag, digging in my purse and digging in my purse. And only those of you who have seen my purse know that I have quite a large purse. (laughs) My children tell me, especially Dr. Carson, that I should stop carrying that purse. It's not good for me, but she's the one that gave it to me. So... And it's quite heavy because I have lots of stuff that I have to carry. And then I have a little, little tiny bag that when I'm going somewhere, I don't want to uh, take the purse inside. I carry this little purse. And it has enough room for my credit cards, for my 
in the envelope with the card and gift I had for my prayer partner, but I was running out of time because I couldn't find it. So here we go, and I gave her the card, and I said, you know, I have a keychain for you from the Smithsonian Institute, but I'll have to give it to you later. And so I'm sitting here in this chair where I'm sitting now, and I said, Lord, you know, it's just a shame I have misplaced those keychains. And as I said that out of my mouth, it was like I automatically turned around to this desk that I'm sitting in front of and put my hand down where that bag was. Now, y'all may think I'm lying. That's how good God is to me. And the Holy Spirit is the one that does that for me. The scripture says there is nothing hidden that won't be revealed. Everything that is hidden will be revealed. And I say that scripture sometime when I am just frustrated when I can't find something. And, you know, I put these things in a safe place and then I forget where the safe place is. Y'all don't know about that yet because you're not in your 80s like I am. I'm privileged to be able to do that kind of silly stuff. But anyway, I'm going to stop because Reverend has already preached a sermon. But I just wanted you to see, you know, he's giving you the word. Begin to speak that word out of your mouth. And say it over and over and over again until you get it down in your spirit. Because when you get it down in your spirit, when you need that particular word, the Holy Spirit will bring it right to your remembrance. That's what he promises us he will do. The Holy Spirit will bring those things to our remembrance. The Holy Spirit will guide us in the whole truth. That's the uh, so I'm stopping there because I don't need to preach you another sermon. He's done a very good job of sharing the word with you. So we thank God for every one of you. And I'm looking for a call from you, Sister Sabrina G., and anybody else that needs to call me. But I'm looking for a call from you. I thank God for Sister Ashley this morning. I see she's on the line with us. And I just thank God because you all are faithful to continue to hang there during pandemic. And, you know, people are opening their doors again to have their services in their sanctuaries again. And, you know, I'm sorry I don't want to be a prophet of doom, but, you know, we've done this before. And every time we do it, folks get free without not wearing a mask, free without uh, not distancing, and the next thing you know, the flag is up again. And so just want to make sure that we take care of ourselves. I would love it for us to gather again. That's up in the air where we will do that, but when the time comes, God will have the place for us to do it. So we're just going to continue to trust God on when and where. We will do that. And so I thank God for each one of you today. And I'm just going to let Reverend have the final word. You know, we haven't had communion yet. I really was intending to send a text out yesterday saying, hey, we're going to have communion today. But since I didn't do it, we'll just do it next Sunday. I'm telling you that we will have communion. No, it's not the first Sunday. It's not even the second Sunday. 
but we will have our communion uh, on next Sunday. So remember that. And I just want you to have a blessed week. We continue to have prayer on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and Saturday at 7 o'clock. And we also have Bible study on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. That's uh, our Pacific Standard Time, because some of y'all are in other places. But anyway, we thank God for you. are going to have something to come back and dismiss us. And I want y'all to have a really blessed day and let you know that I love you and the Lord. And I just continue to ask God to keep you in perfect peace and keep you with a mind that stays on him. Amen. 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 So, Father God, we... Thank you. We thank you for each and every one here this morning. We thank you for each and every family member that's represented here today, Father God. And Father God, we say a, a, a special prayer, Father God, as we go on this weekend. They're talking about lifting masks in, in, in many counties and in many states, Father God. They're, they're talking about the lifting of the mask, Father God. Well, we pray, Father God, that that decision harms neither one of us, Father God. We pray that that decision harms no one, Father God. We pray that people are being safe, Father God, that they won't say they're vaccinated without a mask and, and they aren't vaccinated, Father God. We just pray, Father God. That nothing comes of this, Father God, as we know, Father God, that it may not be the time to lift these masks, but we just say a prayer for that, Father God, as we carry on through this week, Father God. We pray that you are with us, Father God, in each and every step that we take, Father God. We just want to thank you this morning. We give you all praise. We give you all glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everyone say amen. 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 Y'all have a blessed day in the Lord. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good one, everybody. Bye, guys. See you, Sabrina. Everybody have a good one. And Sabrina and Ashley and Dr. Carson. We see y'all. Bye. All righty. Okay, where is my leaving button? Uh-oh, I can't leave. Oh, this is crazy. Okay. Where is my leaving button? There it is.